Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. The Danny Mac Show with BK. Podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac with BK. to pool in the air left field and pools has given st louis the lead a dramatic towering three-run home run stunned in disbelief here in houston and he hits me and here goes one in the left how about three on the night in a row pools has tied reggie jackson with three home runs against the rangers in game three albert hits it a ton of deep left he gave us 11 years of memories we'll never forget he's just given us another you think you'll have to put that uniform on one more time i mean you just had a uh, you know such a great experience coming back you know in 2019 the standing ovations you know he still calls that the, the greatest moment of his career it's just how much that meant to him that was uh, Bob Nightingale in spring training. He had a long piece in USA Today on Albert Pujols. It's the Danny Mac Show. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and uh, Brandon Kiley is out at Centene. And we've got you for the next hour, and we were talking about it all morning. The shocking news, really shocking news, that the Angels have released Albert Pujols. The general manager of the Angels is Perry Manassian, and he talked about Albert and his role, what it might have been for the Angels. This is more about playing time and who we have. You know, we have a we have a young first baseman. We feel young first baseman really excited about in Jared Walsh. It's more about opportunity. Albert is not a bench player. You know, we felt like with respect to him, keeping him on the bench, him not getting any playing time would not do him any good or the team any good. So he's had 24 games, 86 at-bats, five home runs. He's driven in 12, three walks, 13 strikeouts. His average is 198 on base percentage of 250. His manager in Los Angeles, Joe Madden. The guy wanted to play, wants to be on the field. Um, like, like Perry alluded to, he does not want to be a bench player of any kind. This guy's got a lot of pride, and that's a big reason why he's going to be a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer. There's no question about that. Angels owner Artie Moreno in his statement, Albert's historical accomplishments both on and off the field serve as an inspiration to athletes everywhere and his actions define what it means to be a true superstar. Since his rookie year and that season of 2001, Albert and his wife Dee have generously given their time and resources to countless charities throughout the world. We are thankful to the entire Pujols family from their president albert is a passionate about continuing to play if he hooks on with another team and the team comes here on a road trip or something that's possibly something that can happen in terms of honoring albert Pujols. reported by bob nightingale Pujols has no desire to collect his paycheck and be a glorified pinch hitter when he wasn't in the starting lineup against tampa bay on wednesday night with ryan yarborough scheduled to pitch he wanted answers. He had six hits and nine at-bats off the left-hander with two home runs and two doubles. Madden, who earlier told Pujols he would not be in the starting lineup, informed him that the situation changed. A few hours later, he was no longer an angel, ending his tenure four months before his 10-year $240 million contract expires. 
Pujols told two people with direct knowledge of the move that although he didn't formally request a release, he didn't want to hang around if he wasn't going to be a regular. 65780, if you want to jump in and get some of the reaction of Albert Pujols, where he may go next, would you want him here in St. Louis? Is it a fit in St. Louis? And BK, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. Yeah, um, we reacted to this live on the air yesterday, and I'm sure we will continue doing so throughout the day, all day here on 101 ESPN today. I mean, just stunning news, stunning news. Yep. And the reason why it's so stunning is not because of his performance, but rather because of the contract, right? I just assumed with a superstar like this, you would wait it out. You would see what it looks like over the course of the season, especially for a team like the Angels that's, let's be honest, probably not going to compete for anything meaningful this year. And so it it surprised me. It shocked me, frankly, that this took place yesterday. And then it comes to the obvious question of here in St. Louis, is he a fit here? And Dan, I think this is after thinking about it overnight and having the opportunity to really kind of sit back and digest the news. I think it's going to come down to a question that Albert's going to have to ask himself. And it is what the audio is that you just played. Am I willing to be a bench player? Because if the answer to that question is no, I think he's probably going to find out what a lot of former superstars do, which is there might not be a team for me anymore. This might be the end for Albert Pools if he's unwilling to accept that role. But... If he's willing to accept being a bench bat for somebody and maybe filling in every once in a while, but his role truly being, I'm a pinch hitter for this team. I think he not only makes sense in St. Louis, I think he is an upgrade for St. Louis. He helps him against left-handed pitching. Your bench right now is pretty thin. If you're talking about the spot that is currently inhabited by Lane Thomas and John Nagowski, I think he would be an upgrade out of over either of those two guys. Runners in scoring position, he has still been quite good this year. He's batting 265 in those situations against lefties. He has an 880 OPS on the year. He is a guy that serves as, in terms of a pure production play, a better upgrade for the Cardinals off of the bench, but it's up to him as to whether or not he would accept that role. Yep. Three, one, four. Will Albert get paid from the angels for the rest of the year? And the answer is yes. So if he would have retired yesterday, that money then would go back to the remaining uh, portion of the contract. The final four months of the deal would go back to the angels. Uh, He's not going to do that. So it's going to take three days. He'll have to clear the waivers. No one is going to pick up the remainder of that contract. And then ultimately he becomes a free agent. So some team would probably sign him for the minimum. And as it pertains to St. Louis, I'm with you. The fit is not as an everyday player. Correct. You've got Paul Goldschmidt. You play him every day and you're paying him a lot of money. Also, the numbers don't bear out that he's been an everyday player. So can he accept a role that he would be as a bench guy coming uh, in a pinch hitting situation? He is indicated now, and this is where it gets interesting, I think, with Albert and St. Louis. He's indicated that, at least by the reports and, and things that you read, that he does not want to have that role. I wonder, though, if there's a little give and take with this role with St. Louis. This is a different animal. If the Cardinals want to go in that direction. Now, I'm assuming they're kicking the tires on this and thinking of every possible potential uh, scenario that unfolds. Albert Pujols, as we open up ballparks across the country, he probably packs the place. Would you be packing the place anyway because you're getting out of COVID and the pandemic? Are 40,000-plus people coming down there? Would it be a factor for people to come down and watch him one more time? What would that final month look like in terms of getting people and tickets sold in the ballpark? That's the business side of it. The baseball side of it is that, and people said, well, they've kept on you know, hanging on to Carpenter. Carpenter's left-handed. 
That's a big difference. Carpenter has struggled as an everyday player, so he's coming off the bench. Would Albert Pujols be willing to accept a bench role in St. Louis? Now, you would have some American League cities coming up in interleague play. You could DH him there. He would be a big threat potentially off the bench. But as I've tried to remind folks this of, of this, and this is no disrespect to Albert, and I think Albert would say this too, and the numbers bear it out. This is not the player, BK, that you remember for 10 years, 11 years here in St. Louis. This isn't the, even the player of a couple of years ago. It's a guy that's in his 40s, that's in the final year of a deal, and he's played 20-plus years in the big leagues. So he's not the same player. But St. Louis is a different animal when you talk about Albert Pujols and what he means to this franchise, the fan base, and potentially baseball side of what it can mean too. Yeah, if you're somebody that's sitting back right now and you say to yourself, I don't care what any of the numbers say. I don't care what kind of a player he is. Sentimentality, like the fact that he would have one last ride here in St. Louis, I just want Albert to be a Cardinal. I get that. That's an emotional play, but I get that. I'm looking at it purely from a can he help me win That's right. perspective. And for me, as somebody that looks at it and says, okay, what is the 26-man roster look like right now? And what is the spot that Albert Pools would take that somebody else would then have to give up. That spot is basically John Nagowski slash Lane Thomas, that final place on the bench. And I think for my money, he would be an upgrade in that situation. Because I, I'm you with would... you on that. And the thing is, though, and we've talked about it, and you're right. I mean, do I want to watch? And, and maybe it's beneficial for Lane Thomas to go to the minor leagues and play every day and get on track and go on a month or two run and be the player that he was a couple of years ago. Um but it all comes down to, I think, BK, I really do think whether it's got to come down to two things. Do the Cardinals believe he can help you? You know, does that front office truly believe that he's a guy that can help you win some games? So whether his, his name is Albert Pujols or Joe Smith, it doesn't matter. Look at the numbers. Look at the player. Look at the analytics. Can he help you win? Um, and then the flip side of that is, is Albert Pujols willing to be a bench player in St. Louis? It's, it's to me, those are the two questions that you have to answer. One from the Cardinals side, can he help your team win? And two, Albert Pujols with the realization that it's not going to be as an everyday player in St. Louis. It's just not. And the, to the first question, does the front office think that he can help them win? I think the answer to that should be yes. Now, again, as you said, it is not as an everyday player. And I do want to make one other thing very clear because I've seen a lot of this over the last 24 hours, and I think it needs cleared up. If Albert were to sign in St. Louis, it would not be as a replacement to Matt Carpenter. You're not going one for one with that roster spot because Albert is a right-handed hitter that would help you against lefties coming out of the pen. Matt Carpenter is a left-handed hitter that's helping you against righties coming out of the pen. They are very different roles, and they would both be on the team if you decided to go out and sign Albert Pujols. Now, I think that that helps you. The second portion of your question, Dan, I just don't know the answer to, and I'm not sure anybody has it just yet. Would he accept being a bench player on the Detroit Tigers? My guess is no, just like he didn't accept being that on the LA Angels. That's right, because if he did, he'd still be in Anaheim. Exactly. And so that then becomes a question of, is St. Louis different for him? That's right. I think it probably is. I don't know, though, and it's hard to know without actually speaking to Albert. And <laughs> It is. It's different. Is it different enough for him to be willing to That's accept a bench roll? And That's I don't know. And so that that is where it, I think it's going to come down to that, Dan. I think it very is based on everything that I've looked into. I think it could come down to 
What's better for me right now at this point in my career if I'm Albert Pujols? Would I rather retire, hang it up, this is the end for me, or go out to St. Louis? Because there's going to be bench opportunities elsewhere. But if you're taking bench opportunity in St. Louis versus elsewhere, he's coming here would be my guess. So do I go take that opportunity in St. Louis? I think he'd rather do that. After hearing him on the fast lane in March, Dan, I just don't get the feeling that this is a guy that wants to hang it up yet. I don't think he's there yet. Can you imagine just for a moment, you're in the seventh inning of a one-run game and all of a sudden pops out number five wearing that Cardinal uniform. I get goosebumps thinking about it. And the place just starts to erupt because that's going to happen every time he comes up. It'll be a four-month farewell like you've never seen. And and I don't know, maybe he gets energized if he comes to St. Louis, you know. Now, the other thing he's got to ask himself, BK, and I've heard him say this, that 700 is very important to him. And if all the other teams say, no, we don't want you, then as many people tell you, the game will tell you when it's time to retire. So is it better to go to a place for him? Only he can answer this. I'm just going to throw it out there. But is it better for him to go to a lesser team where they say, Hey, we're going to let you play every day. We don't have a young first baseman that we're developing here or an American League city that's got a DH. And we like the idea of you going for 700. We're going to give you that opportunity. Maybe it is for him. Maybe that's something that he welcomes. Uh, Maybe it's a chance for him to play every day. And in his mind, he says, if I play every day, I get into a rhythm and I, I, I can put up some numbers. Again, only he can answer that. But if you're the Cardinals, uh, it opens up a lot of different things. Number one, I do think he can help your bench. I'm with you. I I do think he's a right-handed threat off the bench. Numbers haven't been great. I do think there's a a factor of being energized here in this town. I do think that, uh, I don't know, just something about being in St. Louis might help him physically. I'm not trying to play doctor here, but I mean just getting the, the emotions ready, the your blood boiling, that kind of thing. Maybe that's something that gets him going. Um, I can tell you this, that there is going to be fans. I guarantee we're going to get text uh, people texting in saying, I'm going to take my kid to go see Albert Pujols because he wasn't born when he was playing here in St. Louis. And now he can say or he or she got a chance to watch Albert Pujols play. That's something that if you're the Cardinals, I think you throw all that stuff on the table. You know, you sit there, you're, you're Michael Gersh, you're John Mosellock, you're Bill DeWitt, you're part of the marketing, whatever. I'm just taking everything. I'm taking baseball side of it, selling tickets, nostalgia, the connection after he's done, all those things. If you're the Cardinals, you at least have to be having the conversation. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but at least all those things right now are on the table. I really Absolutely. believe that. They should be. It's the business side. It's the nostalgia side. It's also the production side. And I think he can come in and help this team. And, Dan, I do want to make one thing and say one final thing here. We've got a lot of text saying basically if Albert comes back, he's going to be back to being a better player again. Assume he's not. Just assume he ends up being the exact same player. Be prepared for that. And even if he doesn't get any uptick whatsoever in production, he's the same guy that he's been this year in with L.A. That's still an upgrade for this team. It is. That last spot on the bench, he is better than the guys that they currently have in that role even if there is zero uptick whatsoever from his production. And that is why I think he's a guy that makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals. It's a cheap ad. He'd be coming at the veteran minimum. He's getting his money still from L.A., as you said, Dan. I think it makes a ton of sense. I would be in favor of it. I I hope that they decide to do this. Can you imagine 
So they're on the road next week, and then you return home, and number five pops out of the dugout. I mean, honestly, can you? I, I never thought it would happen ever again, and at least the, the door has been cracked open for the possibility. If you're a fan out there, can you imagine that? Number and you five. Know what, you, you should be able to. I mean, it's very it's, it's a very real it's possibility. Very, absolutely. The crazy part, too, Dan, is I had a, a couple of buddies that texted me about this last night, and they were like, man, I just wish this was next year when there was a DH. I get that perspective. I actually think this is the best-case scenario because he's getting his money from elsewhere, so you're, you don't have to worry about that side of things. And if all of these other teams tell him no on an everyday role, you then get him in a role where he is – serving the best possible scenario for you. He's coming in to face lefty relievers. I think this is actually the best case scenario, especially for a team that I think is pretty good, Dan. He could play for a contender here in St. Louis on this one. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating that we're at this part of of seeing. And I, I'm with you. I was shocked when I when I heard the news, and I knew Jared Walsh was coming, and they've got Otani. Uh, but I just figured with the magnitude of the deal, and it was ten years. You got four months left. You figure out a way to make it work. But hey, Steve Carlton had to be released four different times. Uh, there's been other guys I mentioned on the the show this morning. A Rod had a nice send off. Uh, Ichiro had the final send-off in Japan. I mean, you can orchestrate some things, and I thought maybe the Angels would do that, but they didn't. So here we are, and we're talking about it on a Friday morning, which is hard to believe in May that Albert Pujols is going to be available for any team to be had at the league minimum coming up. Incredible. All right, we're going to visit with Bob Gebhard. He is uh, a former general manager of the Colorado Rockies, many years with the St. Louis Cardinals in their front office, and that's coming up next on 101 ESPn. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Brandon Kiley, I'm Dan McLaughlin, the Danny Mac Show on 101 ESPN. I've been really looking forward to this, having the chance to visit with Bob Gebhardt. He was the original general manager of the Colorado Rockies. He's been a special assistant with the Cardinals for many, many years. And, uh, hey, Bob, great uh, great to hear your voice. Good morning to you, and how are things going? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, everything's fine here. How are you guys? We're doing great. Hey, where do I find you? Where, where are you taking in this phone call? Uh, Denver. I figured as much. Are you, are you done with the Cardinals now? Are you officially retired, or are you still a sounding board for Mo? No, I'm officially retired. Are you happy about that, or do you do you wish you still had a little skin in the game? Well, I wish I still had a little skin in the game, yeah. yeah. After 55 years, it's hard to, uh, to stay home and not be a part of everything. I, I got to ask you, when you were the general manager of, of the Rockies and you're trying to build that team, and it's really the, the million-dollar question – how do you build a team in Colorado with that ballpark? How do you do it? Well, you know, I knew when I took the job in the fall of uh, 91, 1991, uh, 19, uh, uh, 80, yeah, 91, that it was going to be difficult. I had some experience with the AAA club when Montreal was in here, and I knew it was going to be tough with the light air and, and tough place to pitch. But, you know, we, we did our best. We, we loaded up with some hitters, the Blake Street Bombers, and, and went through a lot of pitchers trying to find the right combination. But uh, it, it, it continues to haunt uh, every general manager that's had this job. 
Hey, Bob, it's great to talk with you today. I wanted to ask you about a guy that uh, Rockies fans certainly know very well out there in Denver, and that is Nolan Arenado. We've gotten to know him a little bit over the last couple of months now in his uh, start with the Cardinals. Uh, were you surprised to see the Cardinals finally get a trade done for him? And what was your reaction when you saw that they had acquired Nolan Arenado? Well, I was, I was, I was really surprised. I, I knew that the uh, the general manager and, and Dick Monfort, the owner, were faced with some financial issues, uh, and and this was a contract, a big contract that had been signed a few years ago, and and uh, when Mo and, and Bill DeWitt pulled that off, and along with fifty one million dollars, it, it 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 kind of surprised me, and certainly uh, really upset the fans and the media here. What's been the reaction? I mean, you, you're you're out in Denver. What's it been like to to hear and read and see the reaction in Denver? Uh, it hasn't been it hasn't been positive. Uh, the writers have jumped all over it, and, and uh, now they've got Trevor Story, who will be going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, that's the next uh, situation that they're faced with. Is he's a all star shortstop, and and uh, whether they're start a rebuilding program or what it's a little bit of confusion right here what do you think they should do with story bob i'm curious because it is the final year of his deal and you would imagine he's going to get a big money offer in free agency what do you think the colorado Rockies should do with him you know i i I really think that they're probably going to have to trade him uh because uh after what uh, happened to arenado who was under contract for long term, and and they traded him. I think uh, the the vibes I'm getting is uh, story is going to shop around and and get the best deal they can if he's not traded. So uh, I, I think that that they're probably going to trade him. It's just a matter of to which club. Bob uh, Bob Gebhardt is our guest, and for many years, special assistant uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, and the original. GM of the the Rockies and, and Bob, you saw the rolling situation here in St. Louis, and now you got Nolan Arenado here in St. Louis. Two big deals are are they apples to oranges, or is this apple to apple when you make that kind of deal and you look at uh, rolling as compared to Arenado? Well, you're talking about two of the better better th- third basemen that have come through the the ranks the last thirty years, and you know you go back to Brooks Robinson days, and and I can't think of. Uh, two better players than, than Arenado and and Roland, who uh, are anywhere close to what Brooks Robinson was. Hey, Bob, I'm curious, how has the role of the general manager, the president of baseball operations, really changed in the last, uh, from your perspective, let's say 10 to 20 years with the influx of analytics and how you try to evaluate talent? Well, analytics, have, you know, we've always used numbers, uh, you know, way back when when I was general manager of the Rockies, we used numbers. There are many, many more lines of statistics that, that you guys have at your fingertips that 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 certainly uh, help you uh, in some way make make better, hopefully make better decisions. Uh, and then you know we didn't have that all the things that you have now to help uh, evaluate a player. Bob, when you were with Walt back in the early 2000s here in St. Louis, I am curious, you know, when when you guys started building this, uh, what 
Did you know that you were going to be able to put together a roster like they did for, I mean, 2004 through 2006, where you've got Albert and Yachty and Edmonds and Roland? I mean, when you look back on that, can you give a little bit of context for us on just how special it was to put together such a talented roster? We a good job in, in, in acquiring the players and for for the, not only the present, but for the future. And, you know, Roland, the, the situation, Yachty came up to the system, and I remember the first day he walked in the clubhouse uh, with a smile from ear to ear. And, uh, you know, the, we traded for Larry Walker, got a couple of years out of him. Uh, but but Walt and, and, uh, and Mo was right there with him. Uh, they did a heck of a job. Mr. DeWitt approved of uh, all the trades that, that we wanted to make. And, and uh, Walt did a heck of a job putting that together. How much satisfaction, Bob, do you get of uh, seeing Larry Walker headed to the Hall of Fame and you brought him to uh, to Denver? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of satisfaction there because I go way back when we signed Larry Walker uh, out of Western Canada and and he was a hockey player that was trying to learn how to play baseball. And, uh, you know, I remember the day when at rookie ball, he was on first base, hit and run. He rounded second base, and they caught the ball in right field. And uh, he had to go back and tied up, but he didn't go back to the base. He just cut right behind the mound and went to first base. <laughs> but he, 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 was, he was a raw, uh, a raw talent. And he was with the help of uh, uh, the several hitting instructors and, and a lot of work from, from Larry, uh, he made himself a Hall of Famer. And I'm really proud of him. Yeah, and a lot of people can thank you because you originally drafted Matt Holiday, and then your hand in the Cardinals brought one of the great sluggers we've ever had here in St. Louis to St. Louis, and that was Matt Holiday. How, how good of a player was Matt Holiday in your opinion? Well, Matt was, when we drafted him out of high school, he was the second-ranked high school quarterback in the nation. So we were fighting that, and, and we didn't we didn't draft him real high because uh, we thought he was going uh, to go to school and play football. But we drafted him, and, and just watching this big, strong kid uh, come out and uh, play third base, which uh, didn't work out real well, and we finally moved him to left field, and and he was uh, just a, a strong kid that loved to play the game and played it hard. And I think he played as well as anybody when those years he was with the Cardinals. Hey, Bob, we've been doing a lot of reflecting over the last 24 hours or so with Albert Pujols, given the news that came down yesterday that he's been officially designated for assignment uh, from the L.A. Angels. Can you take me back to 2001? You're in that spring training, and we've all heard the stories about how he just, I mean, he basically forced his way onto the Cardinals roster. Do you remember when it was for you that you first realized, oh, the Cardinals have something special here with Albert Pujols? Well, you know, it was funny because he's coming out of out of minor leagues and, and always being aware of of uh, the the rules regarding arbitration. I I actually told Tony I I, I think you should start him at Triple A, and in June or July, uh, if he's going well, bring him up. And and Tony uh, uh, was was pretty strong, and you know we need him right now, so. I think we were both uh, both right because uh, by bringing him 
bring him up. It, it cost us, uh, cost the Turtles a lot of money for arbitration, but he was also an outstanding player, and he's had a tremendous, uh, tremendous career. Now at the age of 41, uh, uh, he's out there, and, and will, will some clubs sign him? Yeah, I think they will. And, uh, a club for a, as a DH or something. To, but Elba was just a hard worker and, and a great St. Louis Cardinal player. Absolutely. Hey, Bob, uh, you've been in that seat where you're the general manager, and, hey, some things work, some things don't. And that's just the, the nature of the business. You look at Walt and what he did here in St. Louis. It's been carried on by John Mosellock. And my point on this is that I think we're spoiled. We, we've had a sustained running uh, run of great baseball. Doesn't always result in a world championship, but you know we're talking about 500 or better, or we're talking about playoff baseball. And by the way, that's where the bar is now set in St. Louis. You're expected to get into the playoffs. Can you talk a little bit about just the the sustained run that these two have had? It's not a major market, and just the job that those two guys have done because it really has been remarkable. Well, I've, I've I've been around as I mentioned earlier, 55 years in the game. So I've I've been to every major league city, every major league ballpark, and and nobody has fans any better than the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, I remember being in there for a, a weekend and uh, walking around, and people at 7:30 in the morning are out walking with their Cardinal jackets and their Cardinal hats on. And it's just, it's a great baseball city. And, and it did, but it does put some additional pressure on John Mosellock and, and his staff and Mr. DeWitt to continue to produce winners uh, because that's what the fans expect. Bob Gebhardt is our guest here on 101 ESPN. And, Bob, I did want to ask you, you know, if you were in uh, – it's, it's a tough spot for Mo, but Albert Pujols is out there. And so I wanted to ask you about the possibility of what it would be like for him to return here in St. Louis. Setting aside, he's not, he's not the player that he once was, but can you imagine what that return would be like if he once again put on the birds and the bat? Well, I think he'd be, he would be well received by the fans, but you know, then you you get in a situation and how do you get a bat, any at bats? Because he's he's not going to play first base, and uh, we don't have the DH, and so it would be hard to justify bringing him back because there wouldn't be any any at bats for him. Hey, Bob, it's been great to hear your voice and catch up. The Rockies in town, uh, beginning first of three tonight. Really looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You got it. That's Bob Gebhardt, and uh, one of my favorites. He was always traveling, BK, with it could be with Walt or with to, uh, with uh, John Mosellock, and he'd be bouncing from city to city. And you pull him aside, and you'd say, Hey, Bob, I'm seeing this with this guy. Is that right? He's like, well, let me tell you. And then he'd give you a whole rundown and everything. Treated you with nothing but respect. And I think he felt that way as you listened to that interview. He was he was great. He was just wonderful to deal with and a great resource for us. Yeah, the baseball lifers are the best, man. And we uh, we don't have enough of them currently in the game. And we need to continue to have them around. So it's always great to talk with a guy that has that much perspective. And a guy who was around what is going to go down as one of the greatest eras ever in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. No doubt. Um, we were going to talk coming up a little bit about maybe landing spots for Albert. So, again, I, I think you, you said it right. And I totally agree. If If Albert was going to agree to be a bench player, he'd still be in 
Los Angeles this morning. He'd be waking up wearing an Angels uniform and maybe in the lineup or pinch hitting tonight. He said, that's not what I want. I want a chance to play some more. So where does that come from? Where does that come from? We're going to talk about it next on 101 ESPN. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Think about some of the landing spots potentially for Albert Pujols. By the way, a homer last night for Shohei Otani. So he's been the starting pitching uh, pitcher one day and then homer the next day. He's the first player in the modern era to do that twice in the same season. Then you have Jared Walsh. Should they want to get playing time? So that's why you look at what Albert Pujols does. The occasional started first or DH. Those spots aren't there. So you start to think about what is realistic. If his name was Joe Blow, just Joe Blow, it's not Albert Pujols. What's realistic for Albert Pujols? In my mind, BK, if he wants to play every day, it's got to be in American League City because he's got to be the DH. So who is there? Um, you know, a lot of people looked at Tony LaRusso and said, well, Tony's going to go out and get Albert Pujols. Problem is, Tony is not off to a great start with the media in terms of the media's on him. I'm not saying it's contentious between the two, but... He's had some, you know, didn't know the rule of extra innings the other day with a runner. Uh, they're they're really on him about how he's using the the pitching staff and the bullpen and that kind of thing. But it's Tony La Russa, and he's got a great relationship with Jerry Reinsdorf, and you can bypass the baseball people and the baseball ops and say to Jerry, bring him in, and he might. The problem is you've got Jose Abreu at first base. He's the MVP, and Yerman uh, Mercedes is is in your DH and he's been excellent so where does he fit in there I don't know what about the Kansas City Royals go back to his um, first hometown in the United States would that be something that the Royals would want and there's some wiggle room there potentially with the Royals would Cincinnati want it would Joe Joey Votto is out for a month do you want him for a month maybe and then come off your bench so I'm trying to think of some other ideas and to be creative with this and then obviously we talked about the Cardinals you know the Cardinals would have to have the conversation with him and say, look, Paul Goldschmidt's our first baseman, and the guy plays, on average, about 160 games a year. So you're not going to play first base. There is no DH. If you're willing to be a guy that comes off the bench in late-inning situations as a power threat, we go to American League ballparks, you can be the designated hitter. Yeah, we, we maybe there's something there that works. Or the Cardinals look at it as we talked about, it, everything on the table, what he means about filling the ballpark, your interest, your ratings, things of that nature. Can you imagine when that guy steps out in the seventh or the eighth inning, hops out of the dugout, a potential pinch-hitting spot, and the place goes bananas? Because it will. So, and and like you said, you know, people are going, well, you know, Carpenter's had a tough time. They kept him. Carpenter's a left-handed bat, and he's provided a threat off the bench here recently. So stop with that. Those are the things that... that that go along with trying to figure out exactly what would be the right fit for Albert Pujols. And maybe the right fit too. BK is a lesser team saying, Hey, we really don't have a position at first base. It's being occupied by a guy that's given us production. We don't have anybody in the fold that we like. We're going to keep a guy that we love in the minor leagues for seasoning. You want a shot at 700? Sure. Come on in. We're not going to win anything, but we'd like to sell some tickets. Come on in. You want a chance at 700? Come on in. They're not going to come out and say that, but that's why you do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's other teams, and I'm talking about the Texases. Cleveland might be a, a situation that actually makes some sense. Maybe Baltimore. 
you know, those are the kind of things that he's going to be looking at and probably having to, to figure out as we go along. Yeah, it's really hard for me to find a place where he's going to have everyday opportunities, Dan. I mean, if you were looking for one, the one is where he just was. Like, it, it was with the Angels is probably the best case scenario for him to play the most often. And so that's why I keep coming back to, I think this is going to be a decision point for him of, would I rather take a bench role? And if he does, I think there's one place that stands out to all of us that makes the most sense for that, and that is here in St. Louis, or... Do I decide to hang him up? And Albert Pools, when he talks to the fast lane in March. And by the way, he takes two to tango. The, the Cardinals front office may be saying that looking at his years, numbers, all those things, saying, eh, we're okay. Sure. You know, maybe we, from a baseball perspective, we, we don't think you're a fit. That may happen too. Yeah, to- totally in play. I, I would disagree with that, but I, I mean, you can see the case for it. It's sure. not hard. I, I totally understand their perspective on it. Um, but it's hearing him talking to the fast lane in March, and it's May now, so maybe something has changed in the last two months. I doubt it. He seemed like the type of guy that was going to have to have a, every single baseball team not only tell him no to a starting spot, but tell him no to being able to play anymore. There are no spots on our roster, on the 26-man roster, for you to earn playing time. And I just, I don't think we're that we're quite there yet. I think it's going to be tough for him to find everyday opportunities. I think somebody's going to want him on their 26-man roster. I hate saying this, but I guess the game tells you when you're Absolutely. done. You know, and father time is undefeated. We always say that. They're cliches, but they do. Uh, we're going to cross things over here in just a moment. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. It for the uh, Danny Mac Show again. The uh, game tonight, the Rockies and the Cardinals will be at seven fifteen with the first pitch. Seven fifteen. Don't, I don't heard listen that. to me. Don't listen to me. Not <laughs> six forty-five. Seven fifteen. Gomber Flaherty going to be a gem. All right, going to be a gem. BK is over at the EMB Granite Center at uh, Centene. Is it a center? Whatever you're the it's booth. A studio. All right, center. studio. It's all the same. <laughs> E&B Granite, though, is getting their money's worth. I know that's that. right. So what's coming up on your show? Hey, we've got a good one today, Dan. Looking forward to it. Coming up at 1130, Brad Ausmus, former Angels manager for a year, will join the show. Of course, we've got some questions about what it was like for him to manage Albert Pujols. He did so just two years ago. So he knows what the recent Albert is like. We'll talk to him about that and what it would be like for a manager to try to manage a guy that has never been in a reduced role in that reduced role. So Brad Ausmus at 1130, Jim Bowden, former MLB general manager on Albert Pools as well, coming up at noon. Plenty of Albert talk between now and the end of the show as well. Okay, I'm not going to answer this question, but I'm going to put you on the spot and Tanner. Okay, you guys ready? We're doing the show next Friday. Albert Pools is wearing what uniform, if any uniform? What do you think? What do you guys got? Tanner? I'm going to say no uniform. I don't think he'll be signed yet. Okay, he's going to weigh his options. I All think right. he's going to be in a Cardinals uniform. I've convinced myself that this is going to happen, Dan. I, here, here's the way that I'm looking at it now is imagine if you're Bill DeWitt Jr. And you've gone now a season with no fans in the stands. And now you are told, and I think that it's going to be about the 4th of July when they're going to get closer to 100%. I don't know if it'll be fully 100%, but I think it's going to get pretty close around 4th of July. And now you're telling me. I can add to my bench one of the greatest players in the history of my franchise, one of the greatest players in the history of the sport, 
and he's going to come back for one final ride while going for 700 home runs, yeah, I'm going to go sign that player if it means that all I have to lose on my team is a bench bat in Lane Thomas or John Nagowski. Sorry, guys. You can go down to the minors, continue getting that seasoning. We'll see you back up in 2022. Means a lot wow. for a guy with the Nogfather tattoo. No kidding. Uh, yeah, and listen, this is coming from me. So if I'm saying this. Leader of the Nogfather fan club. Yeah. I love Nagowski. Wow. I hope he's back up by the end of the year. But wow. if you're telling me I've got Albert Pujols or John Nagowski, Hey, man, like, I think even John Nagowski will be like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) All right. That's coming up next. BK, Alex, looking forward to it. Guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to everybody on Monday. You've been listening to The Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.